0: Blog Talk Radio
1: African people use words to confuse the house trapped again. I'll line the itch, deep within the challenge. Our family tree consists of people that had influence. The heritage like african-american is not yeah. african but listen to me i'ma have you black again pumping up your fist and using picture fiction apps okay. i like to give respect to m considered by the world to be the first architect the high priest of the sun god ra and heliopolis he built the seven pyramids in egypt and they still exist poet and philosopher a recognized genius he diagnosed different diseases, they say Hippocrates is the father of medicine, for M. Josef lived 2,000 years ahead of him, King Sound walls spread, second ruler of Kimmage, he was said to have conquered Greece by Herodotus, the first ruler to believe in one God was Amit the fourth later known as Akunatis, King, the other
0: Good afternoon, everyone. That was Larry Lock Henderson giving a little education through rap to our young people, trying to reach them where they are and trying to empower them with what comes natural to them. We know the rhythms of the drum beat make us move our feet. And this brother is trying to get them to move their feet and exercise their mind through education, through rap. Helen from Brooklyn, New York, back in my hometown, big shout out to Larry Lock Henderson. The topic of our show today is the importance of leadership and a leader. The topic is the importance of leadership and a leader. I am your host, Rodney Smith, in the air chair by myself today and give you a little insight into Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the culture and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. Some of the ways that we do that is with shows like Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a spinoff of Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine where we try to educate black people on African-American, and African culture as we try to share that with the rest of the world and learn about other people's cultures and pass it on as well. We do it with these shows here on Our Own Voices Live. We also have a weekly gathering normally hosted at the Westside Bistro located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. Once again, that's 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard, and that's Every Friday, unless it's the fifth Friday of the month, and on a month that has five Fridays, that fifth Friday, we meet at TC's Rib Crib. Sharon always takes care of us out there, and if you get a taste for some barbecue, by all means, head to TC's, and don't forget, they got that fried catfish. Mm, 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 mm. You get some fried catfish and some greens, and maybe some banana pudding on the side with some of that good sweet tea and look for the cot because you're going to need a nap.
1: <laughs> well,
0: anyway, it's one of my favorite places, and so is the West Side Bistro, so that's where we meet. And, you know, we not we don't even, we don't not only just do the radio shows and the magazine and the gathering, uh, when we can, we try to do a gathering after dark so people who can't make it during the daylight, daylight hours can attend. We also, on the third Saturday of each month, go out to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. statue right here At where North Las Vegas and Las Vegas intersect, and there's a Dr. King pavilion and larger-than-life-size statue, and we go out there and we clean up, and it's another opportunity to fellowship, to meet and greet one another, uh, to accomplish something together. And I think that makes a statement that shows what we can do. Well, that's who we are. And once again, the topic of today's show on Our Own Voices Live is the importance of leadership, and a leader. If you would like to call in to the show, please do so, and you can dial uh, in at any time, actually, and you can call in to ask a question uh, or you make a comment and share your thoughts and opinions with us, and you can do so by dialing area code 347 826 Once again, that's 347 347- Eight two six ninety six hundred, and you can listen. And if you would like to speak, just press the number one on your keypad. That show lights up on my board and lets me know that you're doing more than listening. You want to actively engage with us, and hopefully you will. Because leadership is something that, if you look in the civilian world, leaders get paid a lot of money. If you're leading a business corporation, Maybe it's your own business. Well, who gets paid the most in your own business? Usually it's you. And if you look at businesses and corporations, the person at the top of the pyramid, the the leader, the boss, usually gets paid the most money. And the more successful the organization or business is, the more money the person at the top usually commands. The more successful a person is in life, the more they are lauded after their life. We still talk about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. today. We still talk about Malcolm X, Medgar Evers. We, we still talk about A. Philip Randolph, uh, Harriet Bethune-Cookman. We, we, we talk about Sojourner Truth. We talk about Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, many talk about some of the Great generals of our time Like Douglas McArthur, Patton How about this one? Hannibal We're going way back on that one But we, we, we talk about them Because they accomplish things So Today I've been hearing A lot of people Across The social media spectrum And when I go out into the community That say we don't need leaders Today and if and this is usually people in the African-American community, if we had a leader, in other words, one person that was leading, they offer a reference, look what happened to our past leaders, and they'll just take out our leader and they'll take out our movement. Well, that could be true, but it doesn't have to be true. And the reason why I say it does not have to be true, because one of the things that, the greatest leaders, because there's different levels of leaders, right? But one of the things that the greatest leaders do is they have a succession plan. In other words, once they are gone, who is going to take over? And if you look at many leadership structures, including our presidency with his cabinet, there is precedence in leadership. Of course, there's a president at the top. But then after the president, you have the vice president and you have the secretary of state secretary of defense and so on. I believe it's 15 seated cabinet members and each one of them, if something happens to the one before them, they ascend to the position of power and it's seamless. All right, this one's going next. So leaders, if they are, not only do they get things accomplished, but they have things set up for once they are no longer there, whether it's because they retired, they quit, they got sick, they were incapacitated some way, they transitioned off of this earthly plane. But there is some type of succession plan. As a matter of fact, if you're in an organization and they do not have a succession plan, and you're looking for that organization to go on for decades, then maybe you're in the wrong organization. Now, it's not to say that organizations without succession plans and leaders without succession plans have not been successful, because obviously they have. But in general, if you do not have a succession plan, whatever success you achieve or are achieving will be short-lived because it will only live as long as Currently in leadership. So let's talk about leadership and leaders. And one of the ways we're going to start this conversation off today is we're going to talk about what is the definition of a leader? What is the definition of leadership? So, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get right into the definition of leadership. That's our topic today. And the definition of leadership is simple actually it's the action of leading a group of people or an organization you can use uh, guidance direction control management supervision all of those are forms of leadership motivation can be a leader did you know that we call them boosters today but the cheerleaders of the past and for the majority of its existence cheerleaders were made up of men now what is the relevance of cheerleaders when we're talking about leaders because cheerleaders who were made up of men not really too many years ago cheerleaders have only been a woman dominated activity for roughly the last 50 years maybe 40 years about the last 50 years before that cheerleaders were men and what they did the first cheerleader came up with sort of a rallying cry to motivate his at the time losing team and once people saw oh wow if you have somebody sort of out front and urging people on and getting the fans involved and you know sort of adding some energy the teams play better so cheerleaders so cheerleaders You could say cheerleaders were leaders of the team because they helped motivate them, energize them. Now we see them as mostly women, scantily clad, doing a cheer, a chant, oftentimes uh, with some type of dance associated with it that gets the crowd going, that gets the players going. Oftentimes you will hear stories of players who may not have thought they would have been able to complete whatever they were doing, but once the cheers start, once the crowd roared, all of a sudden they got and win, they got extra momentum, and many times they're able to accomplish whatever that goal or task was, because after all, the purpose of leadership is to give guidance, direction, supervision, to achieve a thing. I, I picked some means and some posters to put up that are examples of leadership. And one of them is like an arrow. And at the tip of the an arrow is made up of figures of people. And then at the very tip of the arrow, there is a different colored person to represent the leaders at the very tip. In this case, it was a red uh, figure. And then behind the red figure were a bunch of blue figures. And the blue figures were shaped like the rest of the arrow. So you could get from that image that it's pointing and that person at the tip was pointing the way, leading the way, showing direction. Another one is it shows a person standing at the tip of the arrow with binoculars on, leaning forward as if that person is looking forward to where they're going and he's extending himself forward to say, this is where we're going. Oftentimes, a leader can be the visionary. It's the person that can see things that maybe others cannot see. Maybe there is some type of barrier before the group and they're not able on their own to figure out a way beyond that barrier. But then someone from within the crowd says, well, how about we go around it? Or maybe let's go over it. And in some cases, let's dig a hole and go through it. That visionary, that person that sees beyond normal and physical sight, that can image, or what we call to perceive something that is not readily available or not actually physically before them. That can be a leader. So leaders and leadership, many forms. For today's purposes, we're talking about that person or person that help move us from where we are to where we need to be. It is the person that moves us along a path or paths that brings us to a point in time, a point in space of where we would like to be. If we look at African Americans, we can say we're not where we want to be, we're not where we need to be. And oftentimes you'll hear them say, well, we're not together. And if we could get together, we can do this, that, or the other. As if we will somehow automatically be drawn to one another. And then once we're drawn to one another, a force or something will happen that will propel us To where we desire or need to be And what I am saying to you today Is that without leadership And a leader Though there may be multiple leaders At various stages Who are in charge of various things Ultimately there will be one leader The leaders will follow The people will follow the leaders and then they will reach or achieve their desired result or goal. They will make it to that place that they need to get to. A leader, a leader can be that visionary. A leader can be that organizer. Sometimes a leader is that person who has that charismatic way about themselves that helps motivate, lead, propel and compel people to do a thing or to accomplish a task that they may not have been able to accomplish on their own. A coach is a great example of a leader. He organizes the players, or she organizes the players. He selects the players for his or her team. He or she determines the training of the players once they have been assembled on the team, we'll select who will lead in the play on the field or court. We'll help them devise plans or patterns or plays that will bring about success. The coach is the leader of the team. Then there's the captain of the team, and the captain of the team, can be that person that is actually on the field of play giving immediate guidance, but oftentimes will still get that direction from the coach. So in leaders and leadership, there are multiple leaders. There is one leader, someone that's at the top, that all looks, and that brings about organization. It brings about direction. It gives guidance, motivation. You can give us a call, 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. Press the number one on your keypad. That lets me know that you're not just listening, but you would also like to say something. The topic of our show today is the importance of leadership and leaders, and I believe we have a caller on the line now. A good afternoon, caller. You're on Our Own Voices Live. This is Rodney in the air chair. Did you have a question or comment about our topic today of the importance of leadership and a leader? Go ahead. Hello, Rodney. This is Roger Harris. Hey, Roger. How are you? Nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, Man, your topic. This is a nice surprise.
1: Yeah, your are your topic is
0: a uh, is a good
1: topic to be talking about here, just because of what's going on politically over in Hamburg, Germany, with the G twenty, mm. with the leaders, yes. with the leaders of all these countries, you know, meeting and meeting together and everything
0: else. Hmm. Uh, Roger, so, actually, so what that's your, a great example so what are your of, of leadership. That? Well. I think that America has a president, and that president has often been described of the leader of the free world. And then, of course, the president has his, has his cabinet that helps administrate the executive branch. And then, of course, our form of government has three branches, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial, which all have leadership roles. And then, of course, our senators and the legislative and our Congress people break it down even further. So there's different levels of leadership. But ultimately, the president is the one that gives direction and guidance. And in the G20, historically, the American president has represented Western civilizations, Western culture, and has been looked at as the leader, even though in the G20, the actual leadership position. Moves along with the member state or member country that's hosting the, uh, that particular summit. But in still, the American leader, the American president, is often looked at as the leader. Well, with the G20 this particular year, with our current president, there has been some doubt as to who the leader of the Western world, some people call it the free world. Who that leader is and what type of leadership is really going on here in America, which is supposed to be the bastion of freedom in the world. So my thoughts on leadership associated with the G20 is that there's some, uh, I'll just say some agitation. There's some movement going on on, on leadership and who's, who is the leader and what direction that they will go. What's your thoughts on the G20?
1: it just seems like a bunch of chaos to me with all the protests mm-hmm. that, that are happening outside of it. Um, but inside, but inside it looks like uh, there are leaders jockeying to, to make a better position for their country. Mm-hmm. And it seem, it seems like uh, the United States of America is right in there with them.
0: So what that shows me is that things are in flux. And when things are in flux, it can go up or down. It can go left or right. And so as it can be an exciting time, and it can be the moment of breakthrough or fall through. It just kind of depends on which way they go. Who ultimately becomes the leader? and what damage takes place as they jockey for a position, and then what direction will they be led in. So this mm-hmm. year's G20, for me, is one that I anxiously await to see who comes out on top as the leader, and then what direction that leader is going to guide the rest of the member states.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it seems like to me, too.
0: And even though I, I do support the freedom and the right to protest, sometimes I, I wonder, what are they protesting? And yeah. is anyone listening and does anyone care? And sometimes it seems like the protests are more show than reality. What are they protesting for? Do we know that? And even if there was something that the people inside the G20 so, hey, okay, they're protesting. Let me go find out what they want. Who do they talk to? Who represents the protesters? What do they want? Is it, who can articulate that and then present it to the leaders in the G20? And, and I say that because I look at protests that we're having here in America, is what is the purpose of the protest? Who is leading the protest? Who is the spokesperson for the protest? And for those who may have been impacted and are in positions of power or authority, the levers of power, who do they talk to to find out what it is that the protesters want to see if it's something that can be delivered to the protesters? So leadership and leaders become important in decision-making because who ultimately makes that decision? Who communicates? Is it everyone speaking all at once? And if everyone is speaking all at once, Can you even understand them? That's one of the Uh, things that that we've seen. Uh, In the African-American community, oftentimes we seem adrift, like a leaf in the wind, just blowing here or there, lighting here or there. Maybe we support this person's cause or that group's cause. Very seldom do we support our cause. And I'm suggesting, as a thought project for those who might be listening today, is are we adrift because we have yet to embrace, select, raise up a leader? And do we have an agenda or a course of action for that leader to guide us into accomplishment? I think we are at a dangerous state because without a leader and without leadership, we do find ourselves adrift and sort of just floating wherever the winds will take us. What, what's your thoughts on leadership in the African-American community, Roger?
1: Oh, my goodness, what a loaded question. We are <laughs> <laughs> We have all these many voices speaking at once, but we don't have, a concise voice uh, talking to the people and specifically raising up uh, raising up our needs. Um, if you look to political leadership, we have the Congressional Black Caucus, but um, those are elected leaders from elected districts. And mm-hmm. if you look to the NAACP, they don't have a president and CEO right now at the national at the international level. So it's being run by their chairman, uh, Leon Russell. And mm-hmm. if you look the Black Lives Matter, you have a collection of, of Black Lives Matter all across the country, but it doesn't seem like they have one leader as well. They're movement-driven, so they don't seem to have just one person speaking for them. So I think, I think you're absolutely right, Rodney, there is this sense of that we are adrift and that we may be in a dangerous moment in time.
0: You know, Roger, I was uh, I was at a meeting uh, recently, and one of the young men who was leading this particular organization said that we don't need leaders and went on further to say that we're all leaders. So when someone asks, who's the leader, say, we all are leaders. And I thought about that, and I said, you know, that, that sounds sort of nice, and, and it, it does, but I said, is that reality? And what has been historically the outcome of leaderless movement? And I thought of the Occupy movement, which, Yeah. seemed like a good thing And it got Made a lot of noise It got a a lot of attention It got me thinking But where's the Occupy movement now And what did they accomplish And what are they accomplishing now Now I'm not saying that they did not accomplish anything Nor am I saying that they're not accomplishing anything now I don't even know if they're still in existence But they were a leaderless moment And I remember at some point The people in power started saying, you know, they, they, in other words, they got their attention. But then Uh-oh. the people in power said, well, who do we talk to? Who, who, wh- what, what do they want? So they made a lot of noise, and they got the attention of the power brokers. And then when the power broker says, okay, wh- what do you want? They had no agenda. And then by the time they created an agenda, sort of the, the momentum had been lost. And then once the agenda was presented, they says, Well, okay, well let's 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 talk about this. And they didn't have anyone to set up to talk about it. They didn't have a decision maker. And for me, Roger, that was a learning point. That was right there at that particular point in time. Is that you can make all of the noise, you can get plenty of attention, but if you don't have An agenda and if you don't Have someone that can Articulate that agenda Then What happens when the people Whose attention you're trying to get You get their attention leaders And leadership That's what we're talking about today 347-826-9600 We have Roger Harris hailing from Florida uh, on the line And Roger, we had a situation here where a police officer choked to death a member of the community who actually went to the police officer seeking help, uh, took off running from the police, Uh, police took off in pursuit, tased the individual seven times, then after tasing the individual Seven times, meant to beating the individual about the head and face area, and no time was there resistance from the individual, and then used a chokehold on the individual that our coroner has said resulted in the individual dying in police custody. Oh my goodness. And this happened, and it was all recorded. Uh, It happened in front of the Venetian uh, Hotel and Casino It was all recorded Uh, Other police officers came along And sort of supervised This And watched the individual get choked to death And at first There was silence From the community in general and specifically the African-American community. And after that, a few days after that, I was contacted by the Metropolitan Police Department uh, looking for help on how to deal with the situation. Uh, Our local NAACP chapter was engaged with the police, and she and I had discussions. And what we realized was that there had been a vacuum of leadership on this particular topic. From the vacuum of leadership, there was a call from the community to protest. And there ultimately Mm -hmm. was a protest on the strip, temporarily blocked traffic and led to uh, several arrests of the protesters. In the meantime, and what the pro, one of the things that the protesters were calling for was that the police officer get charged and specifically get charged with murder. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the history of police officers being charged with murder, and came to the conclusion that a police officer in the line of duty is it is very difficult. First of all, to get them charged with murder And so far It has almost been 100% Of Non-conviction rate For murder Because it has been a charge That the police In the line of duty Usually does not meet So in talking To the police department I The different charges And ultimately, we decided on manslaughter. The NAACP thought that manslaughter. And even though the protesters were pushing for murder, ultimately, the police officer in question was charged with manslaughter and is awaiting trial. Now, I often think about that situation when it's associated with leaders and leadership, and I said, I thought, suppose the NAACP had not gotten involved. Suppose I had not gotten involved. And suppose in that vacuum of leadership, where leadership appeared in the form of a protest and the call for murder, suppose the police, the DA, had accepted the protesters' demand of murder And charged a police officer with murder Would that have been his get out of jail free card So this had me pondering The role of leaders and leadership In general and specifically in the African American community And I thought of us as that leaf Blowing in the wind Going this direction and that direction But neither direction under our own control Or power And, Roger, from that I got that the African-American community, as well as others, need leadership, need leaders, but also need a leader. Mm -hmm. And that leader helps bring about organization, direction, guidance, articulates the needs of the group, can uh, interact. with the different other power brokers to accomplish the group's goal. That's what I've come up with. Do you see leaders and a leader, specifically a leader, as something that is important to the African-American community and their forward movement?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> and especially at the local level when you have a case like that you definitely need you need leadership uh, to help uh, to help actually get the the right cause and the right result so that people so people are satisfied with what needs to happen and it needs to happen issue by issue and I think that's the most important uh, part of it uh I think, you know, there are there are situations where where you were talking about Occupy and Occupy didn't have the leadership and therefore it's fizzled out. But just with the case that you just talked about in Las Vegas, it's good that you were a part of the leadership there, that you are a part of the leadership there and was able to get something uh something done.
0: Uh, to lead in the right direction. I noticed that our younger people are a little apprehensive about leaders and leadership. Uh, Many of them are talking about more of a collective we style of organization, and they move that way. And I've been trying to determine how do I talk to these young people who believe that they do not need leaders or they do not need a leader and that it is a group movement? I've been trying to figure out a way to talk to them to show them that, although that sounds good in theory, but in practical application, sort of like having a multi-headed snake that's attached in the middle with the many heads go trying to go in different directions.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Ultimately it pulls itself apart. Any idea on how to address this with our younger people who believe in a leaderless and, and, uh, leadership-less organization to accomplish their goals?
1: Well, I think you have to teach about power structure. And that's what our young people are missing right now. the, The lesson on how power works and how it's divided and how structures work with systems and how all these other things work together they just, you know, initially want to protest or do movement building and that's it, but you ultimately have to have someone in the lead in order to represent at those times where where the power structure has to has to has to concede a concession or at least be able to negotiate something Uh, that's going to work for the greater good. They're not seeing that because they haven't been in that position before. So where you can come in and actually help them to understand it is to teach about how power structures and systems work. And hopefully they, they will get the understanding of why it's not just more than one person um that's I think that'll be the key for you, and they have to be willing to listen that that that's the other key too um but that's the responsibility of the elders in your community to be able to get the young people to listen as well as learn because that's gonna be a very important piece to what to what you have to do to move forward.
0: I was looking at and I appreciate your input on that. That that definitely helps. I was I was looking at some of the traits of leaders or some of the things that are associated with leaders. And one of the things it talked about was vision. It talked mm-hmm. about communicative skill. It talked about interpersonal relationships. It talked about the ability to organize. Yes. But it but it also kept coming back to vision, that leader has to have a vision. Uh, in other words, no, I'm not just here, and we're plotting and planning, but I see where I want us to be. And not only do I see where I want us to be, but I have some ideas on how to get us there. And the people put their faith in it. And I was telling someone that leadership is not something that has been artificially produced. Leadership has been something that's come come about because people have realized that when they need to get something accomplished to get someplace, they often need to follow someone to take them there. Right. And whether it's the fast, strongest, as we see in the jungle, whatever it is that is the ideal thing or the thing that's sort of held up and, and respected, because one of the other things about leaders is it's someone that was respected. Though respect was not at the top of the list in leadership, it is one of the things that was highly desired. Uh, likeability is also something that was on the list. But it was not at the top of the list. It was also one of those things that's highly desired, but you don't have to be likable to be a leader. But you do, in every instance of leader, it did say you have to have a vision, though, of what you want to achieve. And it was another definition. It talked about a leader is someone that convinces slash motivates people to accomplish a task that those people may not have wanted to do on their own, but because of the leader actually now desires to accomplish that task. That was one of the definitions of leadership. In our communities, Do we have that in our community? Do we have that go-to person? I'll ask you where you are. If something happens, do you all have that person that you turn to, or does that person, whoever that is, do that person call everyone together? Do you have someone like that where you are?
1: Actually, no. I might not. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah. We have so many different leaders and so many different groups. I wouldn't say that out of all the many that there is one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We have them, they are turned to for different things, but specifically go to pretty much, you know, in a case that, that you were talking about with the police, um, with the police killing uh, that member of the community, I, I, would, I would say I, there are people that think that we don't have it here in Lakeland.
0: So, how is that working out for you all, though? Are you accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish? Are you succeeding at the pace that you think you should be succeeding? I would, I would again say no. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Roger, you're the bearer of bad news.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just saying.
1: I hear you, but again, I, I, I think we are organized differently. Then, then you all are out in Las Vegas, and I miss. Um, but specifically, specifically, we we have a lot of work to do with movement building as well as organization here in uh, in Polk County, in Polk County, Florida. There are a lot of groups that claim to be it, but they're not
0: it. You know, let, let's hold on to that topic right there for a moment. Because even though we're talking about leadership and leaders, one of the things that I mentioned earlier is that when there's a vacuum of leadership, when there's a void, that it often gets filled. So when the leaders that you may desire or want or are of good character and are honestly there to serve the community, when they are not in place or simply don't show up, Someone usually does show up, but it may not always be the person that's beneficial to that community. And so the vacuum gets filled. For me, that's another reason why you have to have someone in place, because if you don't have someone in place and something happens, you have to get someone in place, and until you get that someone in place, Either you're at a standstill or you're at a loss, or in some cases someone else or some other group steps in and takes on the mantle of leadership, which may not be to that community's best benefit. Have you experienced any of that? Uh, Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have. Well, okay, now what did that cause, though? What negative consequences came about because of there being a vacuum and the wrong person, people, or organizations filled that vacuum? Well, for us, uh, we're
1: looking at job growth. And for many, for what is causing many other people who would like to work here in Polk County, don't. they either have to go to Orlando or Tampa, and specifically work jobs there, they like Polk County and living here, but they commute away uh to both of those both of those cities in order to gain opportunities. We've had such a vacuum of in in leadership that we haven't been able to attract uh, those good high paying jobs here. So, it really becomes a community that doesn't know itself because it specifically has caused its best talent to commute away for most most of the hours of the day. Mm-hmm. So, you lose a sense of community because of that, and again, you lose the best talent uh, in making those kinds of decisions and being in place in order to have the kind of results that you want to
0: have. So from that, we can say that if you exactly. lack leadership, you are lacking potentially forward momentum. in Your exactly. best interest in- – are not being looked after. So leadership or a lack of leadership is hurting you even though you may not see it right now. Right. Well I have I've often believed we have to do a better job of developing leaders in our community. And the sooner that we started the better off that we will ultimately be. Well, I I thought that this was an, an important topic to broach today because I do see and I hear more and more cries, specifically from my young people, that they don't want leaders, that they want to just do it on their own as a collective, and that's how they will accomplish their goals. And whenever I hear that, I think, well, they must not know about recent history as well as other history. Is that leaderless movement, in other words, there is no single point, tend to fall by the wayside and oftentimes do not accomplish those goals. And then for the establishment community, I've been thinking that they sometimes – Are sitting back And not leading for whatever reason And when they do that The danger is that Unfortunately Folks will fill the leadership Vacuum And it may not be the people Who have the best interests Of the community At heart And that the people can be harmed By those false leaders Organizations who are not active in the community. So, in other words, if you have a good community service organization, but that organization does not publicize its actions because of modesty or maybe lack of knowledge of social media, no money for magazine or newspaper articles, and they're doing the work, but no one other than people who are immediately impacted of the work knows about it, then oftentimes to the community, that entity in their mind is ineffective. And because they're perceived as ineffective, oftentimes that hampers membership in those organizations who survive off of membership dollars. So it impacts what their ability to do is. And then, of course, that feeds into the community's thoughts because they haven't heard from them that they must not be doing nothing anyway. Or when they do try to do something because they don't have the membership base and support that they need, they're oftentimes not able to fund it. And so they have to sort of capitulate before they have completed their task. And the people believe, see, they just never are able to fix anything. They, they talk a lot, but they don't do nothing, and we hear that a lot in our community. So people have a role to play to keep these organizations, and especially our older historic organizations, up and with members because organizations are only as good as the members. Exactly. So, Roger, did you have anything else you wanted to add on our topic today, I do think that it is an important topic, something that not only impacts us here locally in Las Vegas, but may impact people apparently, even there in Florida.
1: Yes. Uh, I just want to add that there's hope. I have, I have hope in our generations that we will finally uh, be able to, to to get organized in such a way where education is involved, where job growth is involved, where we can build a better sense of community. Um, But right now we, we just have a lot of work to do, and it's one of those kinds of things that it takes people in order to do the work.
0: It takes people in order to do the work, people with a vision, well, Roger, thank you for joining in today Today is going to be a short show I don't have my co-host with me I did want to make sure That we talked about this uh, We're going to do a show soon And what we're going to talk about Is the top 10 or 20 books That should be in every African American Household And personal library right. yes. So, Roger I hope that you will call in and I hope that you have at least a few books to suggest and the reason why these books should be a part of every African American home and personal library. But I think I'm going to go even further than that, even though I'm sort of going to base it like that. One that should be in every home. There you go. So, We'll be doing that uh, pretty soon. So thank you for calling in all the way from Florida, and uh, let's chat offline soon. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right. Thank you, Roger. Well, everybody, that was uh, Roger Harris chiming in from uh, Florida, and today's topic was the importance of leadership and a leader. We gave the definition of leadership. We gave some examples of leadership. We talked about what happens when you don't have leaders or leadership. We talked about movements and organizations that were leaderless that oftentimes were not successful, possibly because of that. So those were some of the topics that we covered today. Hopefully it was a benefit to you. We will be back next Saturday on Our Own Voices Live at 1230 p.m., on the west coast that will be 3:30 for those of you on the east coast and remember one of our upcoming shows is what 10 or 20 books should be in every african-american household every pers- personal library and uh please get your books and be willing to send in you could also find this on our own voices live leave a comment all right everybody i'm out have a good weekend bye-bye